0: We carry the cure, which is Christ, for depression, for hopelessness. I won't say any more because I will begin to cry because I get sensitive when I think about what Christ did for me and the privilege that we have to do for others because of what Christ did for us. So with that, Dave, bring us together, brother. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. This month, our table is privileged to be teaching and we're teaching on the topic of Paul, the Apostle Paul. And I'm really excited to introduce today's speaker, our teacher, fellow, Shane Swan here. Shane came to Ironman by way of poking, prodding of Troy Smith and the Family Church. And and I want to recognize, we'll pause here for a recognition of the strong bond between Family Church and Ironman. So we thank you for that. Back to Shane. He wants you to know that he was born in Elgin, Illinois, which is the northwest suburb of Chicago. So that tells me you're probably a Cubs fan. Yes, by default, I thought so. He graduated from Illinois State University, where he also played varsity soccer for the Redbirds, until he suffered a season-ending injury. So that was the bad news. The good news was he met his wife, Angela, there, and they are celebrating their 29th anniversary next month two have two sons nick who's 26 he is going to get married this january and then brad the 21 year old he is going to graduate from florida atlantic university in may On a personal note, Shane bleeds red and khaki. And that's because he's been working for State Farm Insurance since 1995. And that's also when he came to Florida. And he opened his own agency back in 2001, and he still has that. He also wants you to know he does not know Jake from State Farm. He does not know uh, Patrick Mahomes. Back to a serious note, as I mentioned, he goes to Family Church where he also serves as a deacon. So I'm really excited to hear what God has given you to give to us. So let me pray and I will give you the mic, sir. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for all the men who are here and all online. We just praise you for today's teaching fellow, Shane. We ask you to be with him, fill him with your Holy Spirit. May he be bold for you and give him the message that we need. And likewise, may we, the listeners, have softened hearts to receive that message. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Give you Shane. I purposely did not wear khakis today. But when I came here to Florida, it was my first day on the job. I was working in claims, and uh, first question I got was, hey man, you a gator? You a seminal, you a hurricane? I said, I'm a red bird. Uh-oh. I said, what planet are you from? I said, Illinois. <laughs> but I've become a Florida football fan. Florida in general, not gators, sorry. I, I clarify that, sorry, gator fans. So, so when our uh, table found out we were doing Paul, We're all looking at each other going, man, could we have a little more material to work with? (laughs) And uh, I raised my hand and I have to admit, I am am super humbled to to be doing this because there is so much biblical and spiritual wisdom in this room, I am truly humbled. So when I raised my hand and Dave and Scott were like, Shane, what do you got? I said, well, I've got a story and it's a story that only God can tell. So I need to give props shout out to Troy, who has heard the story. He has given me the encouragement to tell the story, and I pray that the Holy Spirit opens your hearts and opens your minds to the reality of who God truly is. So, Paul has an incredible story, and I thought it'd be very fitting to start my speech, talk, if you will, with the road to Damascus, well known. So, if you would please stand with me. I'm going to read from Acts chapter 9, verse 6. named Saul, for behold, he is praying, and he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you. What an incredible story of how God knows our hearts, he meets us where we are, and he has the ability to transform us. Paul went on later, as we all know, to write nearly half of the New Testament because of that experience, because of that grace and forgiveness. Years ago, I was living a life that I'm not proud of. I was very prideful. Going back to childhood, uh, I had identity issues. I found out I was adopted. I didn't know who I was, so what do you do? You look to the world to find that identity, and you only find dead ends and emptiness. And I was living with shame, I was living with guilt, till one day, God got my attention. He took away my ability to sleep. He allowed that to happen. And when that happened, a day went by, I thought it was no big deal. A week went by, two weeks went by. I'm getting three to four hours of sleep, waking up multiple times during that period. I didn't know what was going on. A spirit of fear came over me. I was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And I looked to the world for answers. I looked to the world, I looked to acupuncturists, internal medicine doctors, my general physician, a massage therapist, a psychiatrist, uh, acupuncturist, you name it. I was spending thousands upon thousands of dollars trying to find the answer to what was wrong. And then God spoke to me through Billy Graham. I was searching on YouTube. I was searching depression and anxiety. This went on for a year and a half. I was dead man walking. My relationship suffered. My business was suffering. But God spoke to me through Billy Graham. and It was not the early or the current Billy Graham. It was the 1950s. Billy Graham in South Carolina he was talking like, you don't need doctors, you don't need prescriptions, you don't need that stuff, you don't need the supplements you're taking, the prescriptions you're taking, which I was. He said, you need Christ in your life. I canceled all my appointments, grabbed all my supplements and prescriptions, threw them in a trash bag and threw them outside. And I went to the Word. I said, okay, God, let's go. Let's do this. So a couple months later, I get asked by a friend who uh, works for a, uh, owns a company called People of Purpose. They coordinate with uh, Jacob's Generation who do military uh, mission work for youth ministry around the world. He said, Shane, I got an opportunity to go to Okinawa, Japan. I said, dude, seriously? I'm still struggling with some stuff. You know, I'm still struggling with tension headaches. I'm still dealing with some fear of sleep and stuff like that. But I, thought, I just felt pulled to go. So I did. And when we got there the first night, has anybody been to a prayer meeting? Dude, it is amazing. I had never been to a prayer meeting before and so i'm surrounded by guys okay and uh we're in a u-shape and we're praying and it starts out and it's bold it's like biblical prayer worship to god it's bold it's loud the storm came out of nowhere lightning was crashing i'm not kidding you people were led to read scripture lightning is crashing people are taking turns giving glory to god and it's loud and i'm just sitting there going what the heck is going on? I've never experienced this before, but I asked God, I said, God, just give me an open heart, give me an open mind. Let me receive what it is you're trying to tell me here. And just as I said that, you know when you're distracted and someone walks by you and you smell the trail of cologne or perfume, whatever they're wearing, sometimes too much. I'm there, I'm praying, and just as I end, the most elegant, sweet, beautiful scent goes by me. And I look up, there's nobody there. A bunch of guys who aren't wearing perfume. Right after that, the prayer gets louder and louder and louder and then all of a sudden I feel this pressure on my forehead. I'm suffering from tension headaches. It's like this energy's being pulled from my forehead. It wasn't painful, but it was tension. It was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then all of a sudden they got bold and they said, amen, and it was gone. I haven't had tension headaches for since. Amen. That song this morning was so fitting to this. Pastor asked me if I'd ever been baptized. I said, son, he said, son, you, you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been baptized? I said, well, I have sprinkles, you know, was a baby. But he said, would you like to join us after the service tomorrow? I said, sure. That night we're at the cabin. We're on the coast, the beach, if you will, of the East China Sea in a cabin. I'm up in a loft. And that night I'm sleeping on an air mattress, a twin-size air mattress. Really comfortable. And I remember in the middle of the night I woke up. My left foot was flat on the ground, and I remember looking at it, and then out of nowhere, a beam of light comes in from the rafters into my chest. I'm startled, I'm scared, out of my mind. I look down, and I see this beam of light glowing, yellowish gold coming into my heart, and these pearlescent flakes if you will, are floating, coming into me, and I'm scared, but this not audible voice, but voice inside my head said, Receive this, it's a gift. I don't know how long it lasted, but I didn't want it to end. It ended, I woke up in the same position I was when it started, but I was different. I had this warmth, I had this glow, this this, this, uh, tingling in my chest. I had this peace come over me that I cannot explain. I woke up the next morning and I was telling the story. I was like a little kid at Christmas wandering around. I can believe this. But like, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I still felt that feeling in my chest. And I'm walking around, people are coming up to me, just opening up, unloading their problems to me. And words are coming out of my mouth that were not my own. I've I've never spoken them before. The thoughts in my head were different. I felt different. I'm not telling you this to boast. I'm telling you this because the God of love that met Paul on the road to Damascus 2,000 years ago is the same God that met me halfway across the world. It's the same God that is still working in our lives today. And when you come to that point in your life where God meets you where you are and you receive the free gift of grace and mercy and love. Your life can't help but change. That's my story, but we all have a story. We all are here for a reason. God is working on our hearts. He's done things in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our communities that when you come to Christ, the scales are removed from the eyes. You see things more clearly. It's amazing. Shane, what are my points? My point is that we have a story. We have a story to tell. It's personal, but it's not supposed to be private. Big difference. And Paul in Acts, three times it's recorded that he went to synagogues. He went before a king. He went before mobs, telling the wonderful story of what God did in his life. He set the example. And he didn't do so to win arguments. He did so to win hearts. You're not going to win biblical arguments beating people over the head with this. You're going to do it with a story because you know what? They can't argue a story. And the best part, the story we have is God's. It's God's and the work that he has done in our life. Gentlemen, as we, as, we, as we prepare our hearts for this wonderful gift and story of Christmas, December 1st, this is the greatest love story ever written. This is what God has said, but God is still speaking and he is still working today and he forever will be. And each and every one of us is a part of that story. God is still telling it through you. So Ironman, go tell the story, win hearts, and disciples of all nations. Thank you, and God bless. Shane, thank you for raising your hand and uh, coming before us this morning. I had no idea you had such a powerful story. Really looking forward to our table time together, so I'm gonna quickly pass the floor over to our table captains, and uh, we're gonna spend the rest of the morning uh, talking about Shane's message and the three questions he to put together for us.